Welcome back. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber. Our guest today, Chuck Norris, who's written the excellent book, Black Belt Patriotism. So, Chuck, you're, you're uh, endorsing uh, people and basically everybody. Pursue reasonable and worthy goals. And where's the, ch- the cutoff time in your life when you stop pursuing reasonable and worthy goals? Uh, I don't think you ever do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I'm, six, I'm 68 years old, and I still, you know, I still have many goals. And my my goal now is my mission in life is my foundation. I have a foundation where I teach the martial arts in the middle schools, public middle schools. Is that Kickstart? Yeah, Kickstart, which is predominantly at-risk kids. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I started that uh, program 16 years ago with the support of former President Bush. And uh, so that's uh, that's still my wife and my mission is to save as many young at risk kids in America as we possibly can. So what's what's at risk? Uh, uh, these are kids who are growing up with aunts, uncles, grandparents, you know, drug pests, yeah, uh, yeah. infested homes, and these kids have already got two strikes against them. So, so, so what I'm trying to do is keep them from striking out. So you're um, you're this is actually you're almost like a. a Orphanage reparenting of a uh, like a good direction, like you're helping them get a good footing. Oh, absolutely. See, the martial arts turned my whole life around. You know, because people, you know, people see me today, but they don't. They didn't see me before I got into my martial arts. Uh, right. You know, when I was in Korea in the military, I was a very shy, uh, introverted uh, young man mm-hmm. and non-athletic. I never participated in sports, and I had a lot of insecurities in my life. I was very insecure. And, uh, and I, you know, I would have never succeeded because I didn't have the security to succeed. Yeah. And the martial arts turned me around. Wow. It gave me the security for me to, uh, uh, focus my energies in the right direction in life. Was that and, confidence? Yes. Uh, confidence is one part of it and that inner strength yep, that we must yep, have. Yeah. And that, and that, and that focus of determination to not let anything get in your way and that even when you hit a stumbling block, you know, that you fight your way through it. And uh, and not give up. And uh, these are the these are the philosophies in the martial arts that are are in fa- incredible. And so that's what we instill in our young uh, mm-hmm. uh, young students. In the six, and we teach from the sixth to the eighth grade for three yeah. years. And then when they go to high school, we have an after school program. So we have graduated sixty thousand kids well, over the last yeah, sixteen well, years. And most of them going on to college and becoming successful yes. in their own right. Wonderful. Hey, how how damaging do you think it is? Where so many kids are raised on computer games, on TV, on entitlement, on fast foods, instead of having to do something to improve life or to add to life. It seems like uh, we don't have enough mm-hmm. pushing kids, challenging kids to be more than a couch potato. Mm-hmm. Well, I talk about that a lot in my book. <laughs> I, I really go, I have a whole chapter on that, actually. And uh, it is, you know. Uh, you know, it's a computer age, you know, it's a different age, but the thing is, is that the kids have got to get a focus not only in the, on the computer, and because the computer is an asset and it's a, it's a, you know, it's a detriment in many ways. It's both. It's both. Yeah. But, uh, and, but the thing is, that's supervision. And, you know, in our, in our classes, you know, our, our instructors address the kids about this. And, uh, you know, and every morning before a kid starts his martial art class, they have a, a, a saying. They get up there and they say how, they, how they're going to be successful and, and all this stuff here. Very positive affirmations, mm-hmm. the kids. And so giving them these positive affirmations every day, you know, it starts to soak in to their brain and they start feeling it and believing it. And, 
and feeling like they can't accomplish anything that that they want to pursue in their lives. See, and, you know, it's all it's all up in your head, you know. You help them talk themselves into being a different image and mm-hmm. a different confidence and reality than where they were heading. Exactly. Believe me. Believe me. They would, if you would talk to them today, they would say, "Without the Kickstart program, I would either be in prison or I'd be dead today." Yeah, I don't doubt it. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmay Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. Our guest today, Chuck Norris, Black Belt Patriotism. You know, you cover many subjects. One is uh, illegal immigration or immigrants in general. Yeah. And you say some wonderful principles about what should be required. And let me just say a few that you mention yeah. in your book, okay. and then you can expound okay. on that. Okay. Immigrants should contribute to America if they're going to come here. They should live here five years of lawful residence without an incident uh, before they can uh, get their true papers. And good moral character attached to the principles of the Constitution of the United States and well disposed to the good order and happiness of the United States. So you're talking about getting people here that are uh, like a blessing to the United States, not just anybody. Well, you know what it is, what I'm saying here is that, you know, people have been over here illegal for many years. I, I many of my, 70% of my 8,000 kids in my program are Latinos. Yeah, yeah. And 40% are girls. And many of their parents are over here illegally. But but what they have been able to do is they've been able to get a job, they've been able to get a home, they've been able to, you know, become a, 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 an important part of their community. Yeah. And now for the government to say, okay, we're going to pack all 12 million of you plus your families and ship you back to your country and you can get back in line and come back in. Well, what happens to them? First, they lose their home, their job, you know. And so the thing is, what I recommend in the book is uh, we have a three-month grace period. And in that three months, people who feel that they're, they're a, a productive part of their community and feel no insecurity about letting them, people know that they are uh, illegals, they can come in and apply for a two-year temporary uh, worker's visa. Mm-hmm. Now, what they do is that when they uh, fill out the application, then, uh, then uh, uh, you know, the naturalization office will uh, authenticate it because the only ones that are going to come and apply for this are your reputable ones. Uh, so now right. they apply, and now they get, they get a two-year uh, uh, worker's permit, but now they, you know, then they will have to check in with a uh, person uh, periodically to make sure that they're staying on the straight and narrow, though, yeah. for two years. Like, like a parole. Like a parole, yeah, kind of like a parole for two years. But at the end of that two years, and, they, and they're still uh, substantial in their uh, community and, and trying to uh, make a living here in America, then they will get a three-year permanent uh, visa. And then after that three years, they're eligible to uh, apply for citizenship. So, now, that what happens here now is the, uh, the undesirable ones. Mm-hmm. Now, now we will put them, they will become fugitives from justice. Right. You know, right now, uh, everyone's uh, trepidation. Well, I, I don't want to go up there because, you know, he might be illegal, but, uh, but he might be a good illegal, you know. <laughs> but, yep. uh, so, so now, uh, the ones that did not apply will now be fugitives from justice, and now the law has the authority to, do to arrest okay. them. Right. And, and if they're not criminals, they should, you know, they will send them, deport them back to their homes. And, but if they are criminals, then we will incarcerate them. But now, the people who are illegals that have established themselves 
uh, in a productive way in America mm -hmm. can walk around with their heads high. So do we leave the borders open for no. that? To no. Uh -uh. We gotta, no. Uh -uh. The border, the, the yeah. fence has got to go up. The fence has got to go yeah. up. And this, this was another thing that frustrates me too, uh, you know, uh, Keith, is that, uh, we can spend $85 billion to bail out AIG, but we can't spend $2 billion to put up that yeah. fence. Boy. I mean, it's just so incredibly ridiculous. Is, you know? it, is it votes that is stopping it? Is it corruption? Uh, is it uh, uh, cheap jobs? What's stopping it you from know, going up? I don't think they can come up with a solution. I don't know why they can't. If they just use a little common sense, you know. And the thing is, what I come up with is a common sense solution. Keep the good people here and kick the bad people out. And, and that's, that's all it is. That's that, you know, how hard is that to figure out? Well, how, how much uh, criminality and uh, uh, fle flesh trade and drug trade? What? How much is coming across the border? Any Tremendous idea? Tremendous amount. Tremendous amount. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, uh, you know, the thing is, is that no one really knows just how much it is. Sure. I mean, one of my good friends was the assistant commissioner of uh, customs, and you know, and he says that it's, it's just incredible the, the amount of drugs and everything that are crossing across our borders and. You know, and, uh, and slave trade and everything yeah. else that's going on. So, and, so, so we need a fence. And we need a fence desperately. Yeah. We do. We really do. I mean, it's not going to be 100% perfect, but it'll probably be 90%. Yep. Yeah. With, with your system, say we have the fence up and we're mm -hmm. qualifying good, wholesome people, which is just fine. Well, this will only be a one-shot deal. Yeah. So if, now the thing if, is, if we now do that, if, to, yeah, because the thing is, uh, Keith, you know, this will be only a one-shot time. Now, yeah. anyone that comes over after that, they're, they're still could be considered fugitives. We're not sure. going to start another uh, realm of uh, trying to find the people who, you, yeah, know, right. uh, you know, see what I mean? Yep. It's a one-shot deal for the people in America saying, you know, if you are a productive part of our society and, and your community and, and holding, then apply for this because now you can become a permanent yeah. resident of America. You know, Chuck, almost all of this comes down to morality. Of all these well, things, absolutely like, like, like the system you say, if it's immoral people or people that want to let more in, then the, the system's down. If democracy is run, is. is run by immoral people, then the thing falls apart. Uh, if our... Uh, if our energy and oil industry is run by immoral people, it falls apart. If our uh, e economy is run by immoral people, it falls apart. Yeah, and the thing, the thing is, you know, we have some real good uh, people in, in Congress, but we have some real bad people in Congress, yeah. too. Yeah, we do. And we they're very both. immoral, and they're very selfish, and uh, it's all about them and nothing about the people, and we have got to get rid of them. We've got to figure out who they are and get rid of them. You're uh, right. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts. Our guest today, Chuck Norris, Black Belt Patriotism. Don't you think John McCain will do that? I, you know, I feel, yes. You know, and I, you know, I was a Mike Huckabee supporter. <laughs> sure. So I pushed real hard for Mike Huckabee. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I know, I've known John McCain for 20 years. And one thing I do know about him, he's an honest man and he's a man of integrity. And he does have the best interest of America at heart. I know that for a fact. Uh, I just thought uh, Mike Huckabee had a better vision for what we need to do in our country. Sure. And uh, but the thing is, we only have two candidates. That's right. So now we we have to make a choice. That's right. That's right. Between these two candidates, and of the two, 
who is the best of the two. And so watching this, so I, I watched the debate, uh, the, uh, yep, uh, the debate, uh, the, not the debates, but also the convention. Yeah. I wanted, to, I wanted to hear what Obama was going to say at the convention and what, uh, McCain was going to say at the, uh, Republican National Convention. Yeah. And, uh, so I listened to them intently because what I'm looking for is discernment. I have to, you have to be very discerning. Sure. Who, who when they're up there talking, because remember these speeches are all written by speechwriters. Right. So, so, the, so these are words that are coming from a person who wrote them for them. That's right. Now, so, so the thing is, you have to look at the person saying these words and uh, and say, are these coming from his heart or from yeah. his head? Because if he say if it's coming from his heart, that means he believes what he is saying. Right. And then if it's coming from his head, then it's just words coming out of his mouth, no matter how articulate the words are. So, what did you think about Obama? I I I think he he means well. I just think he's misdirected. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah, I, re, I really think he's misdirected, and I don't think uh, what he uh, his, his the things that he wants to do can be done, and yep. uh, and I think he will give our give our a uh, country away. Yep. You know, uh, sure. our, country, our country right now. Uh, you know, uh, uh, China owns one and a half trillion dollars of our debt. Yeah. One That's and a half scary. trillion. Yeah. Now the thing is, what did we give China for collateral? You know. And so the thing is, uh, you know, there, all these countries are taking little pieces and little pieces of our country. And eventually, the pie of our country, you know, is going to be cut up, and, uh, and, and we, the Americans, will only own a smaller portion of our pie. Right. This is gross mismanagement by our government. Yeah. It, it, it almost makes you sick. It does. And so the thing is, all I'm pleading to the people, you know, uh, to be discerning. And what I like about uh, John McCain is he said, I want to bring the power back to the people yeah. and take it away from Congress. And see, and that's what I'm, you know, that's what I write about in this book a lot about belt and black belt patriotism. We, the people, have got to get the power back. That's right. And we can never make any positive changes in our country if we don't get the power back. That's right. And uh, so the thing is, and I, I love Sarah Palin, you know, because I, 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 was, I was trepidatious. Yeah. You know, and I wasn't really sure. If I was going to vote for John uh, McCain, I wasn't going to vote for Obama, but I would probably might have gone with another candidate, you know, uh, Chuck uh, Ballman or whatever. But when John picked Sarah Palin, that was it. Then I knew <laughs> he he did. Uh, there was others I was not happy with, and I felt if as VP they would not make good presidents. Yeah. And so I was really worried that he would wind up picking the wrong one, but he did pick the right one with Sarah Palin. The only one I'd be more excited about would have been Mike Huckabee. <laughs> yeah, but, there you go. Yeah, but uh, he, he wasn't picked. Uh, he'll be he'll, he'll be there 2012. Yeah. And uh, but the thing is, uh, Sarah Palin. What I like about her is she's a no nonsense girl who stands by her convictions. Yeah, and that really that's um, that's important to me. Yes, you know I don't like the flip flopping. You know uh, I'm this no. and I'm that, and and that really bothered me. And it, and it bothers me with, uh, you know, Barack Obama. Sure. You know, yep. he, he, he's, he leans left, but now he's trying to get central, you know, to try to get the votes. And, you know, but what is he going to be once he becomes president? Yeah, he'll, he'll lean whatever he can get to get, get the votes. They, they say anything to be able to get the votes. That's and, right. Uh, and, you know, and, and unfortunately, he's a very charismatic guy. Yeah. Yes. And, I, and, and, I, and I'm not saying he's a bad guy. But I'm just saying he's a misdirected guy. Sure is. And, so do you uh, have any uh, sway over there in Hollywood to talk to some of your uh, peers? <laughs> oh, believe me, they, they, a lot of them are talking. 
you know, a lot of there's a lot of conservatives in Hollywood that a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. And they are actually all getting together and talking right now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. But again, they have to do it underground. Yes. Because the thing is, the, their bosses are all liberals. Yeah. And so they have, you know, so they can't get out there and and overtly espouse it because mm-hmm. of uh because you know they're they're still trying to make a living. Yeah. Right. But uh, the thing is, there's a lot more conservatives out there than you would really think that is, and uh, and uh, Hollywood's it's part of it. And, good to hear. But it the is thing is, we uh, we have to unify. We have to unify. Yes, we do. And do everything we possibly can to uh, you know get to uh, get John McCain and Sarah Palin in. And you know, I think what's going to happen when Sarah Palin becomes vice president and the head of the Senate, she's going to say, she's going to say to you. No more good old boys days here. Boy, yeah. that would be good. You know, Hang the good on, old gotta, boys are going to be take... gone because the first one that I find is cheating is in any out way of corruption. I am going to expose you, yeah. and you are going to, you know, and you're going to be out of here. And hey, I can see her hey, doing hang that. Hang on, I can see her take a being... break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Our guest today, Chuck Norris, Black Belt Patriotism. Hold on, we'll be right back. Everybody's heard of The Secret. Manipulating the universe can be a daunting task, and it doesn't always work. Instead, why not harmonize with the universe and learn how to follow its lead, recognize its guidance? Have you ever thought, I wish someone could make a map showing me how to work with the universe to make wise decisions so I can live my life to the best and the fullest? Well, guess what? Someone has. It's called Steps to Enlightenment, written by Charmé Amber, radio host and spiritual lifestyle expert. Steps to Enlightenment. It's great. It's a step-by-step, easy-to-understand book that gives you profoundly effective tools so you can move yourself from having areas in your life that don't work to having persistent interpeace. Order Steps to Enlightenment today. It's your guidebook. Call 866-593-3307. Toll free 866-593-3307. That's 866-593-3307. 